Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. Thanks for like to bet, and I'm delighted to be joined once more by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good thanks. Just throwing all my money away at Cheltenham, as everyone else is doing. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, yeah, we're, we're in day, day three at Cheltenham. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing too bad. I've kind of behaved myself and got on a couple of favourites, which have won, which hasn't been too bad. But yeah, uh, definitely best to keep your money in your pocket, I think, most of the time at Cheltenham. Yeah, obviously people love the horse racing, but I think as I put in the group chat the other day about horse racing, for me, so many things can go wrong. <laughs> You're relying on a horse beating 12 other horses, the jockey doing its job, the ground's got to be good. Look at the rain yesterday, that just caused yeah. havoc in yeah. terms of the ground yesterday, so yeah, I'm not a massive fan of horse racing, I must admit. I like going for the day out. Oh, I know that. I know that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to betting, though, it's so bloody difficult. Yeah, that is tough. It's tough, and we're talking as if football's a walk in the park. It's <laughs> <laughs> not much easier, but we'll give it. A, we'll give it a good go. Uh, we'll have a look at the Scottish games this weekend. It's a full card, which is great after the Scottish Cup last weekend, um, and we're now. I know we can say we're approaching the, the business end of the season, but we're really getting to the nitty gritty now. Just three games to the split. There's just three points separated the two teams at the top. There's six point six teams separated by just one point, and they're all battling for a, a place in the top six. You've got Aberdeen who are kind of somewhere in the middle there, and then you've got the bottom two, Dundee and St Johnson, who are separated by just a point. So a fascinating few weeks coming up. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It definitely is now the business end. We're not approaching it. We're definitely into it. Lots to play for across all four divisions, the title, European places, top six splits, playoffs, relegation. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting couple of months. Yep, and uh, just as we always do, we'll have a wee look back on our last podcast and a shout out to David Weatherston, who supplied us with a couple of winners in Norway, um, as well as uh, adding to your own winning tips, right? Yeah, it was a terrific weekend last weekend. I must admit, I think the podcast this year, in 2022, I don't think we've had a losing weekend on the podcast and um, we've been smashing it pretty much most weeks and especially last weekend I think we had East 5 to win at 11 to 8 we had Annan to win at 5 to 4 Annan to score two or more goals at 11 to 10 we had Bet Builders at St Mirren and Bet Builders at Hibs v Motherwell the only blotch on my card was Patrick Thistle who chucked away a one goal lead at Morton to essentially end their slim promotion hopes in terms of automatic promotion and I think David Weatherston had a Cove to score in both halves and Viking to to score two and win the match and Sarpsburg to score goals as well. So across the piece, it was a fantastic weekend in the podcast. Yeah, I just wish I'd have back to more of them and kept a <laughs> face. But uh, yeah, David also had Annan as well, along with you, who we'll, we'll maybe touch on later on. So yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend in the podcast. Are you liking the look of this week's fixtures? Yeah, it's, it's a, I would say it's a tricky card. There's a few bets kind of standing out and there's a few I'm still on the fence on um, and there'll be bets that I share on the channel, especially in the Premiership. The bookies are so slow in bringing out full markets that by the time we record the podcast, um, we don't have that much time to, to to look at things. So yeah, I'll be sharing stuff on the channel um, yeah. later on in the week. Yeah, it's a tricky one for us in the podcast. We'd love to get it out even earlier in the week, but if, if things aren't priced up, then you know it's sometimes difficult to confirm bets or whatever. But we'll do our best to talk uh, the listeners through the card this weekend. Six games in the Premiership. Uh, Sunday game is Dundee v Rangers, but we'll kick off with uh, Aberdeen v Hibs on Saturday. 
I'm not really sure where you start with this one, Craig. <laughs> uh, Aberdeen, I was looking at Aberdeen stats, they've obviously not won this Awful. year. Jim Goodwin is now in, he's not got off to the greatest start. Scott Brown has left. Um, and I was looking just how far back Aberdeen's record is. If you go back to the beginning of last year, 2021, they've actually only won 12 out of 49 league games. It's a miss, wasn't it? That's terrible. It's a harrowing start, that, yeah. for Aberdeen. Absolutely. And they've not won in 10. As you say, Jim Goodwin's not, not got a victory yet. I think it's four matches now without a win since he's taken over. I appreciate that they have had some tough games in there, but their home form has been decent. Uh, they've not lost many games at home this season, but they host a Hibs side who will be um, in buoyant mood after last weekend's Scottish Cup win away to, to Motherwell. Obviously, yeah. I think Hibs were aided by the 58 seconds sending off of mm. Gabby um, yeah. in that match. But ultimately, it's taken them through to the semi-finals. And I think we did call on the, the podcast last week. We expected it to be a, a Glasgow-Edinburgh semi-finals tail. To be, fair, to be fair, you did say that, yeah. And that's what, how it's turned out. They've got a, a cup semi-final against Hearts to look forward to. But that was a much-needed win, though, for, for Hibs and Sean Maloney last weekend. Yeah. And I guess from a... Hibbs' perspective, it was great for Wilkerson to get two really good goals. Yeah, because uh, we, we wondered where the goals were wondered where the goals were going to come from for Hibbs, because you know they'd gone. I can't remember how many games they'd went without scoring as well. So it was good from a Hibbs' point of view to see him pop up with a couple of goals. And, and they seem to be quite excited by him. They do, yeah. I think the pressure is going to be on him now to, yeah. to provide the goals. But in terms of this match, Hibbs are nineteen to ten, Hibs, Aberdeen eleven to eight. Really difficult game to call. I don't think anybody can call this game. Um, I think it's probably got a draw written over it. It's one of those ones, no result here would surprise you, but I don't think it's any match you could be getting involved in from a betting perspective. Just looking at Hibs' fixtures, so they're obviously sitting fourth just now by virtue of goal difference ahead of Livingston, and they're a point ahead of another four teams behind them. So we've only three games to go to split. Hibs have Aberdeen away, then United at home and Hearts away um, in the remaining three games before the split. Would you think they in pole position to get a top six? Yeah, place? I think so. I think there's going to be so much chopping and changing, I think, across the next nine points that are available. Aberdeen, you'd have to say, are going to have to win all three games yeah. and hope results go their way. But for them, this is a must-win game for Aberdeen to have any hope at all. They're only three points behind, I think, getting into the top six. So four. Still... Uh, sorry, yeah. No, sorry, four to get to get Four in. to get into the top six, yeah. So yeah. And I think there'll be draws between... The, to the other sides as well. Sitman played in United on Sunday, or Saturday, sorry. So there is opportunity there. I wouldn't rule Aberdeen out, but they're going to have to win all three matches and they're going to have to win this game, obviously, on, on Saturday. But for me, this game is just best left alone. Yeah, OK. Next up, we've got Celtic at home to Ross County. Celtic are now 24 games unbeaten in the league, which I believe is the longest run by the club since uh, Brendan Rodgers' team went 69 games unbeaten in 2016-17. And they just can't play it up, really. They've just got to try and win every game. I think it's eight cup finals left for Celtic. Um, and if they win those games, they'll be champions. Yeah, I, would, I don't know if this is an unfair comment or not, but I wouldn't say that they're the best Celtic at the moment. Probably not. They're winning matches, they're getting the job done. Um, I, I don't think they're as free-flowing as they were maybe a month or so ago. But they're at home to Ross County, they're 1-7. I don't think anyone will be back in Ross County at 16-1. to 1. 
on on Saturday. It's a should be a pretty tough game for Ross County, I think. Um, Celtic at home, obviously been racking up the corners. I think Celtic corners at home this season has probably been one of our most profitable markets. Yeah. But Celtic away from home, minus Abada and minus Yota, have been a bit of a real pain for us, I think. Same again against Dungeon United in the Cup on Monday night. Uh, I'm really expecting a full-strength Celtic team back in Celtic corners. And to be fair, I said during the week that it would be team news dependent. And I was stunned to see no Yota or no um, Abada in that starting lineup. Yeah. Was that injury? Was it? Uh, I think it was illness. So illness. I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting both of them to be missing this weekend. But you're right to point out that the two, the two that stand out for me are the Bodo Glimt game away and Dundee United Monday, where Celtic never, you know, got as many corners as they usually get. Um, and both players were missing from both of those games. So there's definitely a factor there in terms of how they affect how Celtic play and how they get the ball out wide. I think. Yeah, especially at home uh, for a full crowd. So I think Celtic to get five first half corners is eight to five, and they're nine to five to get four or more corners in each half. But I think it's a game I'm going to sit out probably. Um, and if yeah. anyone is back in corners, I would definitely wait to see team news. Yeah, and I'm going to sit this one out in terms of corners as well because Celtic's two games against Ross County this season have only seen them win seven corners on each occasion, which is significantly less than what they're averaging. They're averaging, I think it's over 10 yeah almost 10 I think it is yeah, in the league so for the moment of one seven against Ross County previously at home and away is good enough reason for me to set this one out especially not knowing the likelihood of uh, Jota and Abada playing um, before we move on from this one we should probably touch on just how well Ross County have done they're sitting in the top six at the moment again on goal difference considering the start they had the season first get 10 games without a win only taking three points from the first 30 available They've now taken 33 points from the, the next 60 points available, uh, having won nine and drawn six uh, of the next, what, 20 games. And it's been quite a turnaround. It has. It's been one of the biggest turnarounds I've ever seen, to be fair, in the in the Premiership. I think at the start of the season, you used to laugh at me, but I did say after maybe eight or nine games that they have had a really tough start yeah. to the season yeah. Ross County. Uh, but I wasn't expecting them to come this good. Mm. And ultimately, that's to Dundee and St. Johnson's detriment because they have just been picking up points, as Livingston have done as well. Yeah. So they've pretty much eliminated themselves from any relegation battle and they've retained their place in the league for next season, which is their, always going to be their objective. Yeah. So they have had a great season. Again, it's a free hit for them on Saturday mm-hmm. in this match. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them hit a couple of corners. I think you're getting 13 to 8 from to hit four, but I think you have to expect the Celtic will dominate possession in, in this game. Ross County have arguably got the toughest uh, remaining three fixtures of the teams vying for that top six place. So they're away to Celtic, home to Hearts, and then away to Aberdeen, which looks pretty tough. It does look tough. I don't think at the moment, I don't think you, you really do have to go through each team's fixtures now to try and work out who, yeah. who's got the best chance of getting those three top six places. But I don't ever recall a season, though where there was six teams involved for three places. Yeah. Usually you would have a top four or a top five, and there might be one slot left. Yeah. But I, I guess, again, though, they were touting this league this season to be the strongest in a long time. You're not fact, having it, are you? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> having it. And the fact that both Dundee teams were in the league, both Edinburgh clubs were in the league, yeah. Aberdeen yeah. had a new manager, they're expecting the top five to be 
I guess, the top five, both both Glasgow clubs, both Edinburgh clubs and Aberdeen. And obviously Harps, sorry, Hibs and Aberdeen have both had really disappointing campaigns so far. Yeah. But yeah. they're still with a shout. So there's there's a lot to play for. And I really couldn't call who's going to make that top six and who'll miss out. Okay, so no, no bet in this one? No, no bet for me in this one, no. Okay. Uh, I think you might have a bet in this one, the Hearts v Livingston game. Uh, Hearts, 13 points clear in third place. Booked their place in the semi-final. Obviously, they're going to play Hibs in that semi-final, so they'll you know be fairly confident in themselves of, of getting to the cup final. Um, and they play Livingston, again, another team who've somehow sneaked into that top six. Um, how do you see this one going? I think Hearts' home form this season has been fantastic, and I think they have got over that sticky patch they had maybe two or three weeks ago. Mm. They're through to the Scottish Cup semi-final after a, probably what you said, deserved 4-2 win against St Mirren last weekend on Saturday night. I think Div made it home safely. Good. Uh, which is good to hear. Well done, Div. <laughs> um, but this match itself, though, 4-6 for Hearts, which I don't think is the worst of prices. But Livingston are a very, very stuffy side. They will make it difficult for Hearts. I don't see this being a high-scoring match. But I do think there'll be cards, and I think in a lot of Livingston games, especially away from home, they've got probably three or four candidates for a card. Mm-hmm. So I think any angle in this match, or you're looking for an angle, I think Livingston to get two corners anyway is a is, is banker material. They'll definitely get a couple of cards in this game. Um, you, you might even want to stretch that out to, get, to them getting three cards at six to five. But I'll, I'll have a bet builder shared in the channel um, later this week. Yeah, I think Livingston top the card table at the moment. Averaging 2.57, but referee is Ewan Anderson, sadly, who's not particularly card happy. He's averaging 3.56 per game, which is at the war end this season in Scotland in terms of number of cards per game. Uh, you talk, said that you don't think there will be many goals in this game. Four of uh, the last nine have ended 0-0, and both teams to score has landed just once in the last yeah. 10 meetings between the sides. So, yeah, it's kind of shaping up to look like a, a fairly low scoring at Tynecastle on Saturday. Yeah, not expecting many goals at all. I think Hearts should edge this one, possibly one or two now. Okay. Uh, are you going to the next game, St Johnson v Motherwell? Will you be there? I'm going to hospitality, actually. Ooh. So not only will I be there, I'll be there drunk, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you need when you watch St Johnson play. That might not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, it's pretty much never, never for St Johnson, or have you, have you written off? I mean, they're eight points behind that. Oh, no, no that, that was written off a long time ago. Very much a case of Ship trying to capture, a long time ago. Yeah, try to capture 11th place now is the, is the aim. Um, I, I think we're going to have to win six or seven games to have any chance of catching anyone above us. So I think most of Johnson fans are pretty realistic in the fact that we are now in a two-way battle with Dundee to avoid 12th place and finishing bottom. And if you finish 11th, uh, I still fancy us to take on anyone in the playoffs. Well, I was going to ask that. I mean, you'd obviously be keeping a keen eye on that from a St Johnson point of view in terms of who's likely to finish. Not necessarily finish second. I suppose any one of the teams that finish second, third or fourth, you could be playing from the championship. Yeah, and they obviously great to see Kilmarnock at the top of the league for two reasons. One, wouldn't really want to play them in the playoff. Mm-hmm. And secondly, obviously, we've got Kilmarnock in a number of bets in the channel uh, and posts that we put up in January. So between Arbroath, Partick Thistle and either Inverness or Wraith, I would fancy us to beat any of those teams. Um, we'll get to that, that league in a second, but 
yeah, I think if we don't beat them teams in a playoff, we deserve to go down. Yeah. So Wonderful, this match itself here, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, they're a, another team that's not won this year. Uh, bottom of the forum <laughs> table. I suppose the question is, are the, the screws coming loose and Graham Alexander's Jacob Pegg? <laughs> Very surely Pegg. Uh, one win in 11 for them, and that was in the Cup. Sorry, no one in 11, sorry, and one one in 12. So they've only won once in 12 matches, and that was a Scottish Cup match for Aberdeen, which doesn't count because Aberdeen are awful. <laughs> so it's a great time, I think, for us to play Motherwell. Yeah. I think confidence is going to be pretty fragile, um, quite vulnerable at the moment, Motherwell. The fans are, certainly aren't, aren't happy. And if Motherwell were to lose this match, I think you would only see the, um, the outcry about Graham Alexander increase from the for part faithful so it's a great chance for us to get three points I think we're pretty much in terms of who's available as strong as we can be obviously got quite a few long-term injured players out still but we've tightened the ship we don't concede that many goals probably got one of the better defensive records in the league at home but I guess what you can say is we just don't have an attacking threat um, Calm Henry's come back from his loan spell Kamarnik, and he looks like the only one at the moment who will give us any sort of attacking threat uh, going forward. So it's a tough game to call. I think we're eleven to eight. I, I don't think anybody could back Motherwell in the form that they're in. No. And I think, given what's at stake for us, I think there's a good case to be made for us double chance. So I don't think we'll lose this match. It's a match between the second and third worst sides in terms of discipline, in terms of cards. Both sides are racking up lots of cards. And looking through our games this season, we have racked up some fairly decent corners. So I think there's a real impetus here for St. Johnson to win this match. If they win this match, they go four points clear of Dundee yep. and Dundee host Rangers on Sunday. Yeah. So that's a massive gap to be had, plus our goal difference is better also. So that's potentially a five-point difference. Um with only, what, six or seven games left to play. Mm-hmm. So the angle here for me is St. Johnston double chance, over 1.5 match corners and over 3.5 St. Johnston corners. And that is 10 to 11 with bet 365. Oh, and the bet builder there. Yes. Okay, yeah, massive weekend uh, for St. Johnston with Rangers having that game against Indy. Um, you know, and if you can get that one, then that should, hopefully, from your point of view, uh, give you some cushion in that 11th place at the bottom. Okay, next up, we've got St Mirren v Dundee United. Uh, <laughs> i seen on the group chat, you messaged Dev to ask me if I was looking forward to a 0 0 draw with Dundee United this weekend. Uh, <laughs> four of the last eight have finished 0 0, and the last three meetings between the sides have finished 0 0. Is this another one? It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. Um, Dundee United aren't scoring goals. I, I don't think United fans were overly impressed with their home performance against Celtic in the Cup. Pretty much powder puff stuff. Mm-hmm. No shots and goal. I know Tony Watt was missing. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's back for this game yet. But Dungeon United are 1-1-16. One, one that <laughs> is relegation form. Yeah. However, they can take solace from the fact that, one, they started the season off really well. And they can also be thankful that St Johnston and Dundee have been dire. Otherwise, they'd be right in the mix of a relegation battle potentially, as with a few as with a few clubs, to be fair. But no, I think it's really difficult to make a case for goals in this match. As you say, the last three meetings in Paisley have all finished nil nil, not expecting many goals. 
I think St Mirren will be disappointed last weekend. Scored two really good goals, but defensively, that's as poor as they've been for a long time at the back. I can't see United winning this match, I must admit. I would definitely edge towards St Mirren. And there's probably an opportunity here, again, on the bet builder for St Mirren double chance and potentially St Mirren corners too. Mm-hmm. Is that something but, to look at in either? Yeah, that's something I'll look at and put on the channel. And I'd also call it as well, United haven't won away from home now in 10 matches. Yeah. So they do do most of their good work at home. I, I don't expect them to go to Paisley on Saturday and win. Yeah, I was looking at the potential for it being a 0-0. And of course, goes without saying, never back, 0-0, always back. No goal scorer, because it gives you a luxury of an own goal separating. It's a great life hack, that isn't it? A great life hack. Still getting paid out. So it's six to one, no goal scorer anyway. So uh, yeah, finishes now. Now we'll claim that on next week's podcast. Uh, Okay. Last but not least, on Sunday is, as you mentioned, the Rangers visit to Dens Park for the second time in a week. They won quite comfortably there last week, three nil. And I don't see it being any different this weekend, Greg. No, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but. I feel a bit sorry for Dundee fans. Um, I know, that's, that's a massive statement. Obviously, Mark McGee's come in. It's not that, worked that's, out so that's far. That's reason enough to feel sorry for <laughs> It's not worked out so far. The fact that only 1,200 Dundee fans went to the match last Saturday, last mm. Sunday, sorry, in the Scottish Cup quarter-final is testament to just how much apathy there is at the moment at Dens. Yeah. Uh, performances haven't been good. They're not winning games. They're bottom of the league. The Mark McGee new manager bounce didn't happen. And they play Rangers for the second time in a week. And I think the only thing they can be happy about is the fact that Rangers play on Thursday night against Restyle Brograde. So that's probably the... I think Motherwell took advantage of that last time when they got the 2-2 draw after they beat Bruce Dortmund. So... I'm not suggesting there's any chance Dundee will get anything from this match, but they did hit Rangers for five corners last weekend in the Scottish Cup, and they are 6-5 to five to hit over 3.5 corners on Sunday. I think Rangers away from home have been lacking in the corners. They only got one against us a few weeks ago, and they only hit five against Dundee last weekend. So just to be mindful of that, if anyone's looking to put any Rangers corners on their bet builder, that they haven't been racking up that many away from home. But I do think the Dundee to hit four, so in with a shout. It's one of those ones. It's a 50-50 chance, I think, this one. Um, I think four corners is, is more than achievable, but it does uh, bode well they got five last weekend against them. Yeah, Rangers are averaging just under seven away from home, <clears throat> which is relatively low compared to Celtic's 8.75, I suppose, which still miles ahead of anyone else in the league. Uh, and... Dundee, yeah, I mean, they're averaging over five every match, so it's, it's not the worst shout. Uh, what price is the over four corners? Uh, six to five, and that's with um, bit of pieces five. I think it's the same price as well at Skybet. Okay, we'll go into the Championship now, and a uh, massive weekend for Kamahana last weekend, Greg. Uh, they, well, they won teams round about them, dropped points, they went top of the table, they now lead by two points, uh, and they probably couldn't have picked a better game to follow that up with in a whole match against Queen of the South on Saturday. Oh, it was a fantastic weekend. Um, I've been flying the Kilmarnock flag since January and people are probably sick about me speaking about them. But they are exactly where we'd expect them to be now. Um, two points clear. It was a massive weekend for them, not just by the fact that they beat arch-rivals there in the local derby on mm-hmm. Friday night, but the fact that Arbroath lost 
at Inverness and Thistle, who had a, a slight chance of getting involved, lost 2-1 away to, to Morton. So it's probably the best weekend they've had. And the title is now theirs to throw away. Yeah. Um, they're looking strong. They're not conceding any goals. Kyle Lafferty is obviously scoring goals. Ollie Shaw's back in form. Mackenzie's a kind of stalwart for, for, for Kilmarnock. And they host Queen of the South on Saturday. So quite surprised to see them as big as 4-5 now mm-hmm. to win this match, Kilmarnock. Given the form that they're in, they've already beaten Queen of the South three times this season. Without conceding. Without conceding. And they are 27 points better off than Queen of the South. So I, I don't really get why the bookies have got them as big as this. And it's worth pointing out as well, I think Queen of the South have now lost two or more goals now in nine of their 14 away games. So you, you got to think there'll be a decent crowd there on Saturday. Kilmarnock will be full of confidence, top of the league. Derek McInnes won't allow them to to slip up here I don't, I don't think and, and I can't see them slipping up I did look at Kilmarnock to win the match at 4-5 to five, but more than happy though to take the Kilmarnock to score two or more goals at um, even money which I think is a great shout Yeah and that's drifted a wee bit hasn't it? Yeah it was 10-11 to 11 at the start of the week and it's now drifted to evens Yeah it's a pretty solid shout um, Also in the Championship then you mentioned our growth they host Air United. Um, are both now just one win in seven, if you include that three-one defeat to Hibs in the cup last weekend. Was a, a bit of a, a wake-up call, I suppose. The biggest defeat of the season, uh, losing three-nil at Inverness. Have the wheels come off? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think the fact they've won, they've won one in seven suggests that. Um, not the right time of the season to be going on a poor run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's worth calling it as well. They lost to an Inverness side who hadn't won in 11 matches. So it's not as if they went to Inverness, which is always a tough place to go, and were playing a really good Inverness side. Inverness were low in confidence and were probably the worst team in the league in terms of points collected over the last 10 games. So that was a really damning defeat for them. Not only did they lose, but they also lost top spot to to Kilmarnock as well. Psychologically, that's a blow, isn't it? Has to be a blow. Has to be. And they welcome their side, who will be smarting after that calamitous what, 15 minute opening 15 minutes in that derby against Kilmarnock last Friday night to go 3 0 down uh, so quickly after being in a really good run of form will be disappointing. Yeah. But you'd have to hope that Lee Bullen's got them back in track and they'll sense that Arbroath are struggling at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's worth calling out as well. Here's last three away matches yeah. a 2 1 win at Kilmarnock, a 2 1 win at Inverness, and they battered Reith Rovers 4 0 mm-hmm. uh, last time out away from home. So I think the bookies have got this wrong, I think. I think 4-1 to one on air is very big. And I certainly wouldn't back anyone back in air at, at that price. But there's probably an angle here on the bet builder, which could involve air double chance, which is probably around about evens, to be fair. And air to score. So again, that, that's something I'll share on the channel um, come the weekend. Yeah, just another stat that plays into the hands of those who fancy air is that air are the only team that are unbeaten. Uh, against them both this season as well. And I was speaking to Stuart on the channel yesterday and he said that was even when Jim Duffy was there. <laughs> so it bodes well that Lee Bill wants a really good start for here since he's been there. And I think they've been underestimating this match. Yeah, so the draw are Air United on the double chance is 11 to 10, Greg. I think that's a great price. I really do. You can't, you can't um, 
rule out Arbroath winning this, obviously. They're at home. They've had a terrific season, but I just think the double chance in there is big. Yeah, I think at that price, it, it looks looks worth having a look at. Um, the other one we wanted to have a quick chat about was Partick Thistle v Hamilton Ackies. Thistle's title challenge, if there was one, was derailed yet again by Morton. That's two defeats uh, in a space of about three weeks against Morton. Um, they're now eight points behind Kelly, so you'd like to think that it's probably beyond them now to try and catch Kelly. Um, but they should win at home against Hamilton, despite the, the dodgy pitch. Yeah, I was. they were obviously perfected us from a full house on Saturday, which is really mm. disappointing. They were up 1-0, and you've you got to fancy they're going to see the game out. And they've lost two goals in the last, what, 15, 20 minutes. So that, for me, all but rules out part of this one from the title challenge. I'd like to clear something up, though. I've seen, lots, <laughs> I've seen lots of comments about, oh, the part of this will pitch, it's cost us promotion, blah, blah, blah. Absolute nonsense. So part of this will have got the best home record in that league. They've collected 27 points from their home matches, eight wins, three draws, and that's better than anyone else. The last seven games they've won at home have all been 1-0. So what you could say is that that pitch has probably aided them in their points tally this season. Yeah. The reason why Patrick Thistle will not go up as champions this season is because they've only won four away games. Mm. Four away games in 14 games is pretty piss poor. And that's why they're eight points behind Kilmarnock. Yeah, but it's, not, it's not going to get you automatic promotion, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. So I think they have to just consolidate now and get into a good bit of momentum for the playoffs and maybe try and catch up on our growth, which is still feasible. So they are eight points behind. Okay, they've got a game in hand and that brings it back to five points if they win that game in hand. But I don't see Kilmarnock dropping that many points between now and the end of the season. So they're five to six to win this game. Thistle, which I must admit is a very good price. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton will make it difficult but on that pitch we talk about that pitch quite a lot but it's just so bad I think I put a tweet up um, during the week there I saw highlights of Queen's Park's match last weekend and it genuinely looked like a colourised video of something (laughs) from 1954 that's how bad the pitch there's literally no grass on the pitch it's just a mud bath Mm. so I do feel for fans having to watch watch that game I don't think you would expect many goals here. As I said before, lots of Thistle games have finished 1-0 this season at home to them. And this has got the making of a an eighth consecutive Thistle win to 1-0 at home. So it's uh, 11-2, the 1-0 win. There you go, super nap. <laughs> we might be looking at a wee correct score, lucky 15 this weekend. That's a few <laughs> yeah. correct scores we've called out. Uh, anything else in the Championship before we move on? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think we've covered the three main ones in terms of what we're interested in. I think Dunfermline playing Friday night against Morton, he's just couldn't bat Dunfermline. He just couldn't. They, they lost a late goal at Hamilton um, last weekend and Morton obviously fresh from that win against Thistle. So, yeah, no bet. Okay, in League One, uh, Cove Rangers still uh, top of the table, obviously. Just five points clear of Airdrie. Amazing run they've been on, to be fair. They're unbeaten. Um, since October, nearly 19 games they've gone, but quite a tricky reassignment for them at Montrose on Saturday. Yeah, I guess the question you've got to ask is, they've had such a good season, why are they only five points ahead? Yeah. And the reason for that is obviously is Airdrie have had a terrific season. I feel a bit sorry for them actually, they would normally probably be champions by now Airdrie <laughs> <laughs> over in the league. But yeah, a very tricky assignment away to 
um, Montrose, who don't lose many games. Um, I don't think there will be many goals in this match. I think it'll be quite tight. I think Montrose's home games recently have been very tight. And although they're unbeaten, Montrose, they have drawn quite a lot of matches. Yeah, there's been, a, I lot, guess there's been a lot of draws all together in this league. We'll come on to Queen's Park in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of one-all draws. And that's against some of the sides that are struggling in the league, so Peterhead and Clyde. So 23-20, though, for Cove is very tempting for me. And that could seal the deal in terms of a step, a step closer to the title for Cove. But that, that's not to be disrespectful to Montrose, who have had a good season, but they now find themselves 11 points behind Cove. Yeah. Uh, Cove, I think, have scored nine goals in the last two matches, albeit at home to the team struggling in the league. So, yeah. tough game to call, but I do side towards Cove to win this uh, odds against. Okay, and they could take advantage of the game between second and fourth in the table. It's <clears throat> Airdrie v Queen's Park. Touched on Airdrie, unbeaten in 13, had a terrific season. Airdrie, um, and as you say, would be much closer to promotion was there not a, a Cove Rangers in the league. Um, Queen's Park, interesting you talk about Partick Thistle's home form, they've actually won more points at home than they've won away as well. Relatively disappointing season for them, but it's been marked by a significant number of draws. 16 of their 29 games have finished level this season. Yeah, quite incredible that statistic. Um, I think Queen's Park fans will be happy they finally have a manager. So we're yes. calling out that yep. Owen Coyle has been appointed as the manager of Queen's Park um, almost three months after <laughs> he sat the last manager. So uh, a long time in coming, but I have to say it's a pretty pretty good appointment. It's yeah. quite a high-profile appointment as well. Obviously, Owen Coyle was at St. Johnston, was at Burnley, um, has, was at Blackburn. So he has managed some pretty big clubs, Owen Coyle, has recently been in India managing mm-hmm. out there so um, I guess it was no surprise that it was a high profile appointment for Queen's Park given yeah. what they're trying to do down there um, not sure when he takes over actually but they face a very tough match against Airdrie and again a tough game to call wouldn't like to put any money on this match Airdrie might nick it 1-0 but yeah it's a tough game to call this one yeah you wouldn't be surprised if Queen's Park made it the 17th draw. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I think the Owen Coyle appointment is, in hindsight, dead obvious. <laughs> you know, uh, he'll be friends with the owner, Willie Hockey, and he's a local lad to uh, uh, Queen's Park, Mount Florida, kind of areas not too far away. So, yeah, high profile enough for them and ticks a lot of boxes. And, yeah, I think probably do well. Probably a wee bit too late for them this season to make an impact, although they obviously still harbour some promotion hopes through the playoffs. But um, yeah, expecting big things from, from Queen's Park next season. Yeah, I think obviously ships sail with them. I'm surprised it's taken so long to get somebody in. But yeah, their main hope now is to try and pick up some form now between now and the end of the season, consolidate their place in the playoffs. And it's a free for all, isn't it? The playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, into week two. Annan were the big bet last weekend, Greg, and they look a handy price at 75 away to Stirling Albion this weekend. They are, but before we go back to the champ League One, sorry, for the yep. Barton v Falkirk, sorry. Oh, yeah, apologies. That's okay. So... Getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, right, so on this match, let's be clear, I'm not backing Falkirk on the basis of Falkirk because Falkirk have been dire this season. 
it's an absolute shambles where they're at in the yeah. league. Um, what, 27 points behind or, or something like that. Nearly 30 points behind Cove, which is a shambles for the size of the club. Um, they're in a bit of a mess. They got battered 4-1 last weekend at home to Airdrie. Um, however, they are playing a Dumbarton side who in free fall, who've lost their last four. We tipped East Fife to beat them last weekend. And they're yep. duly obliged to bring that 2-0. They've lost their last four games now. 2-1, 4-3, 3-0 and 2-0. And they've only won once in their last eight. And Falkirk have a tremendous record against Dumbarton. They've only lost one of the last 15 games between the sides. Mm-hmm. And they've already won 6-2 and 3-0 this season against Dumbarton. So you're getting 20, 21-20 on the Falkirk win. And as I said... I'm not basing that on Falkirk, but ultimately on paper, they still have a better team than the Bar- than Barton. Yeah. And it, it really is a case of best of a bad bunch here. And I think Falkirk will do enough to edge this one. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought you'd get that kind of price on Falkirk at this stage of the season, going to Dumbarton. It's purely a price-based bet, this one. Yeah, OK. I'll look at that one as well. Uh, so, is it OK if I move into League 2? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so, Anna, yeah. They were the, the big shout last weekend, Greg. They obliged with a win against Elgin. And they just kind of stood out to me at 75 against Stirling Albion this weekend, albeit away from home. Yeah, they're in great form at the moment. Aaron's second in the form table, scoring goals. I think they've won six of the last seven now. The only defeat was away to Kelty Hearts 3-1. I guess what this put me off a little bit is Stirling Albion have come into a little bit of form now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they won it four for last week, 1-0. And they've picked up some decent results before that. So I think 75 does look good. I would be more inclined to take Annan goals here, I think, in this one, rather than the Annan win. Yeah. Um, it's always one of those difficult ones. Do you take them to win or do you take them to score two? But I think, given Snow and Albion have improved, every chance that they may score. And if that's the case, you're going to need two Annan goals anyway. So I think two Annan goals here looks a good shout. Yeah, and that's priced at 11-8. to eight. Yes, a cracking price. It's something they've managed now in six of the last seven games. Uh, also in League Two, Kelty Hearts edging closer to the title. Uh, and they'll draw well win Rovers last night. Kind of, I suppose slows them down a wee bit. Um, seven games to play and they're 15 points clear. They're away to Elgin on Saturday. Yeah, three to four for the away win here. Mm-hmm. But you say they're just kind of huffing and puffing over the line now. Uh, Kelty Hearts are quite a bit ahead, aren't they, at the top of League Two? Um, nothing really standing out here. You could probably look at Kelty Hearts to score in both halves, which would be a very good place as well, probably. I think it's probably 11 to 8, maybe a little bit better than that. Uh, but they'll be popular on Akers for the weekend. Yeah, my only concern with that, I guess, is the last four away games. I've seen them lose 1 0, win 1 0, win 1 0, and draw 0 0. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're, there is the best worst thing done at home. There might be an element of having kind of switched off a wee bit, being so many points ahead. Um, I'd just be a wee bit wary of getting torn into Kelly Hearts this weekend. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. Okay, anything else in League 2 before we wrap up? No, nothing else in League 2, no. Okay, look. In that case, can you just recap your bets for this weekend? Yes, yeah, so quite a few bets will be shooting on the channel um, from the Hearts v Livingston match. St Mirren v Dungeon I'm looking at as well. And I'm just deciding on the Dundee v Rangers angle in terms of Dundee corners. But in terms of actual bets, we've got St Johnson v Motherwell. And that's a bet builder of St Johnson double chance. Uh, 
over 1.5 match corners and over 3.5 St Johnston corners. And that pays 10 to 11 with bet 365. This weekend's Scottish nap, um, no surprise again that it comes from Kilmarnock at home to Queen of the South. And I'm taking Kilmarnock to score two or more goals at even money. And that's available at various bookies. Um, again, Arbroath the Air will be looking at Air in that match in some sort of capacity. Still to the side, but double chance looking the, the option at the moment at 11 to 10. And also looking at Falkirk to beat Dumbarton away from home at 21 to 20 with Betfred. Uh, and finally, potentially looking at Cove Rangers to beat more uh, to beat Montrose at 23 to 20. Okay, so quite a few will get confirmed on the channel. Now, bear in mind, if you're not already on the channel, then you can join us where you can get daily tips directed to your phone. Just visit gambler.co.uk to become a member of Greg's private channel. And you can follow Greg on Twitter at browning84greg. And also, I would ask if you like what we do and if you listen to the podcast regularly, then please remember to subscribe on your preferred platform, whether that be Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever. And if you are on iTunes, then we do appreciate a kind review if you could spare a minute or two. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Good luck.